0: You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick on 980-CJME. Hi everyone, I'm Greg Morgan here with Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. It is an opportunity for you to get the inside knowledge on how the markets are, and if you're buying or selling a home, you're going to get a lot of great tips today. Good morning, Lori.
1: Good morning, Greg.
0: Welcome back. I know uh, the market, it seems right now, is a little slow. It is. Is that common for this
1: time of year? We have some other factors, I think, that are contributing to that. But no, it's not usually overly slow at this time of year. Right now, I think we had a really strong start and a really strong, busy seller's market probably right up to mid-year, and then we flipped a bit. The inventory increased. The interest rates are now catching up with some of these buyers, so it's trickling up, if I mm-hmm. could say. Usually, it starts with the first-time home buyers, the lower-end buyers, and now it's trickling up a bit where the buyers are just pulling in the reins a little bit, and as they kind of drive the market, if they slow up, the market does too.
0: And it's a little unusual then, but at the same time, you are in the business. So what's your general feeling then? Uh, it's it's You don't have a crystal ball. It's pretty hard to tell right now, isn't it? It's just one of those we're having to roll with it, aren't we?
1: Yeah. And the only thing I can say crystal ball wise is it will change because it always changed. The yeah. market ebbs and flows all the time and it can turn pretty quickly sometimes. I mean, flipping from that strong seller's market right up to mid-year, probably within a month four to six weeks, it had flipped Mm -hmm. and it'll do it again. You know, I've been doing this 30 years. So, you know, you don't get too worked up over either one because the only thing guaranteed is it's going to change. Yeah.
0: Last we spoke on this show about sellers and uh, we're going to focus a bit more on buyers and what they have are more options in front of them.
1: They do have more options. And, And yeah, I thought we'd focus a little bit on buyers because like I say right now, they're the ones who drive the market. And if they slow up a bit the market slows up a bit. And when they get more options, when our inventory increases and they have more options, you do get these types of buyers, and they're all different types, of course. But there are those that are prone to, you know, what you call like analysis paralysis. They overthink Mm -hmm. and they hem and haw and they what if almost every decision. And when you get into a market with a lot of choice or they have a lot of choice, you'll find that they almost self-impose. They just start doing it instinctively because. The fast-paced seller's markets, buyers are very decisive. The decisiveness is gone now, right? Because they think, well, I can wait and see. Does that mean
0: there's not as many competitive offers too to push you?
1: Right. There's not as many competitive offers. And, you know, and some buyers don't like that at all anyway. So they'll wait out a market like that. But too much choice is almost not as good either because you get certain types of buyers that they they just can't seem to make a decision then. And I had one recent client that I thought was a a good example of this. I've been showing them for quite a while because they're looking for something that's very specific. It doesn't come up on the market often. Um so they're not what I'd call an active buyer where, you know, if I have somebody looking in a certain price range for a certain typical type of home, almost every other day I could be showing them something. New listings will come up. But this is a little bit more rare and so, you know, maybe once a week, every few weeks something would pop up and I'd say, "Hey, let's go look at this." And they were very specific, and a lot of times we would get close with a particular property. It had almost all the boxes checked, but not quite. Or it did have all the boxes checked, but there was something about it that was a no. Mm -hmm. So this went on for a while, and sometimes I get an instinct with a buyer, well, are they really ready? Because if you find them something that's pretty much perfect, and they're all of a sudden coming up with another reason not to buy it, then you know they're not ready. They're, They're just kind of hoping... Somebody makes the decision for them. And in this case, I was doing my my late night fishing as usual because I'm always looking off the market too. And I'm checking out uh, other agents' websites and what have you got coming and networking. And so late at night, I, I popped up on the perfect home for these people. It had every box. And as I'm going down the list and looking at the information the agent's sending me, I'm thinking, check, check, check. So it has not hit the market yet. I get them in there the next day. It still isn't on the market. So we're the first ones through the door. And they're excited, but I can tell as we're walking through, looking for a way, well, uh-oh. I should say one of the couple is. Like, it's a couple. So one is ready. She's all in right away, right? <laughs> She's thinking, well, we found it. and But I can see he's pulling up, and there's there's a reason there. And so then he starts telling me about, well, Maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe this isn't right. Well, now I know. Okay, so it wasn't so much in finding the perfect property. It's now you're you're having self-doubt. Because I think if two, three months ago, we would have found this particular, I think they would have bought it. Now, as the market shifts, so do the buyers sometimes, right? Yeah. And so they're starting to think, oh, well, what if interest rates keep going up? And, and these aren't something that would, these factors aren't really something that would affect this particular buyer. He's not needing a large mortgage or anything like that so you know i'm thinking okay he's starting to self-doubt right he's he's in this bit of a spiral and then sometimes what buyers will do will be well what if another one better comes along well what if one does and what if one doesn't i mean you can't constantly be doing that or you'll never buy anything Mm -hmm. you'll find something you really like well what if something better comes along what if you know
0: did this buyer Wait too long then, so got a preview of the home. What happened?
1: He waited too long. Yeah, I believe. And now he's he's uh, he's kind of talked himself out of it. Now, the thing is, when when you do this, if you start overthinking these these decisions, and it's a big decision, so I don't think it should be taken lightly, but sometimes you get into a bit of a, a wheel with it. I think had we found it a month or two ago, he would have bought it. And now I think this is going to sell yeah. this property. And if... And in a month from now, they're going to be back. Yeah. So your motivation will change both ways. And so, you know, try to get over that hump of, oh, what if? Yeah. And, um, you know, self-doubting. Because when you realize, oh, we should have bought that one, it's too late. It's gone. And so now we're back to looking for one that checks all the boxes again, right? Right. And that well, just takes but, time.
0: But, but you must surely understand, though, as you went through a period there earlier this year where... Uh, competitive buyers are lining up at a, at a home, and people, if are they're not getting pushed like that anymore, it probably is easier for people to be kind of on the fence, thinking the next best thing is around the corner. But home wise, do we have a lot on the market right now?
1: Yeah, we're just about uh, about a thousand and seventy. Last I checked. Now that there could that could be a little lower because not all agents okay. report their sales, their conditional sales. Uh, so, say right around a thousand, a little over a thousand, yeah. which is fairly balanced. If the buyers were really active right now, but I don't find them really active.
0: No, and what about uh, uh, as far as homes go? And you said just over a thousand there too. Is it a good cross section of homes too in all the areas?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Um, we still have a, an abundance of um, multifamily like condos and duplex type style homes. The builders, where they were kind of behind earlier in the spring, they've caught up, so yeah. more of their inventory is hitting the market.
0: I always get this question, too, and we're going to take a break here shortly and return in a moment, but this is one question I get commonly to ask Laurie Patrick, and that is, why do they build so many condos when there are so many condos for sale? I don't know the answer to that, Laurie. Can you figure that one out?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's a question we've asked the builders or, or said, you know, in years past, like, slow up a bit. We've got too much inventory and you keep coming out with more. But sometimes they've committed to the project, you know, 18... With the developer
0: of the land. Or, right. Yeah. And it's
1: they're they're a year to 18 months out yeah, before they start hitting the market with these. And some of them they'll have pre-sold, which that's what, what they'll get started with. But by the time they hit the market, because the market's always shifting, you could hit the market yeah. when we have too much inventory already...
0: It's a great point, Lori. Uh, the fact is, you're right. I, I hear that a lot. I see that myself. They're building more condos, yet I see so many for sale signs at other condo projects. But you're right. Uh, that whole project may have started a year and a half ago. It's exactly on a what market, happens. So it just sure.
1: depends on when it hits.
0: Looking to buy or sell? Interview Lori today. Move in the right direction. You can call her 591 5192. That's 306 591 5192. Or visit ca. Back in a sec with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick on 980 CJME. Welcome back. It's Greg Morgan with Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty, and you know we're we're kind of focusing on uh, the buyers here. We uh, spoke last time about the sellers, the buyers. It's a market that it, it's not overly heated right now. There's a good selection. How many homes on the market, roughly?
1: About a thousand.
0: About a thousand homes, and I don't want to say tire kickers. But there are some people who go into this thinking, I'm interested, then become a tire kicker. What slows them down right now?
1: Like we discussed last segment, their their self-doubt can they're overanalyzing things. What about outside
0: influences? You know, there's a lot of young people that are interested in the market. Parents always have advice. I'm a parent. Yes. Do you get a lot of that?
1: We do. Yeah. You know, every agent will be dealing with parents, and there is <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of out side influence but when it's parents it can be you know the trickiest part for the agent because you have to be respectful they know their their kid they're they're there to give advice and the buyers depending on the relationship with their parents sometimes um, it can go one way or the other I've had buyers where they they almost actively avoid advice from the parents because they're trying to strike out with some independence and I'll think well okay that's fine too but maybe mom and dad have some good advice they know you they, you know, they know you best, but, the, you know, they, they go that way. But more often than not, the parents have a lot of influence. And I had a recent uh, buyer where we had looked quite a few, and one parent always came with us. He found one he liked, and it was something he, he quite liked. And we'd seen enough that he had a good overall knowledge that it wasn't like the first or second home we have seen. And the kind of a hard, fast rule is whoever is an advisor, whoever's part of the decision-making should be at every single showing. Because if you're not, you don't have the information, right? Don't just show up at the end because you don't know how we got to this house. You didn't see the 10 before it that were the same price and far inferior, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, I'm out with one parent. Second parent pops up kind of at the end. I didn't know second parent was going to show up. Otherwise, I would have said, "Okay, you know what? We we need to have everybody involved in the decision making." But in this case, uh, my buyer and his one parent were liked the house. Both of them did, so I didn't think there was any warning signs there. Second parent comes in; it's almost immediate. They don't like this house. There's and you know, not for anything overt. There's just their opinion is starting to. I can pick up on it. Okay, this this isn't it. And as I'm watching the dynamic, I can see the buyers starting to. There comes the self doubt. Okay, somebody's yeah. in his ear, somebody's in his ear. And this parent obviously has a lot of influence. And there might be something to the story too, because as agents, we're trying to kind of pick out the family dynamic. And there's probably something between the two parents, maybe where this isn't this isn't <laughs> gelling. So I'm watching the buyer kind of self-doubt and thinking, okay, this house is gonna be off the table. And it was. And so and I picked up on that pretty quick. And the thing is with the outside influence like that, if you're the one buying the house. Unless this other person is actually purchasing the house or living in it with you, go with your own instinct and your own gut. Obviously, you need professional advice, and I have to be careful with that around parents. I will step in if they're saying something that's just factually wrong about the market or this particular house or yeah. a resale option. But, you know, you have to be somewhat careful to not contradict them too much yeah, because they have a lot of influence over the buyer, and you don't want to get involved in that dynamic. But... For the most part, this is your decision. Like The parent is not going to know as much about the market as I do. They're not going to be able to catch up online in the two weeks or two months that they've been looking with their kid with 30 years market experience. They just won't. So I prefer they defer to me for that type of advice. But ultimately, it's your decision. This is the house that you're going to live in. You're going to be making the mortgage payments.
0: Well, and there's two points there. One is obviously the trust in who you want to work with. And Lori, your trust comes out of what, 30 years? 30 years, yeah. yeah. So there is that. Let's speak to the parents for a moment here on that. Because, hey, there's nothing wrong with parents giving their opinion. But I guess what I'm hearing from you is, as a parent, you're hoping when your child goes to buy a home that you go through the entire process if you're going to give opinion. If you're going to go see five, six homes, be there for them all. But what more... Can can you you know you've almost become like the Maury Povich of real estate now? (laughs) We got one of those talk shows where you're advising and talking to parents. What kind of advice would you give parents listening?
1: Well, parents listening, I would say to listen to your agent first, or the agent that your child is working with, especially somebody who's got a lot of experience. I'm looking out for them too. I don't want to sell them something I think is bad resale or isn't a good fit for them, and as well. Ask me as many questions as you want about the market, about structure, about this particular neighborhood, about resale. I will be able to answer all of them. So my opinion counts a lot for something like that. And and it would be better if you deferred to me and something like that. Okay. And
0: that's the parents. And now uh, if uh, the son or daughter is looking, I always tell my kids, trust your gut.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's it. Because, you know, we've talked about that before. A buyer will know, and I can almost see it happening. And it's it's a wonderful thing when I see it happening. When they walk into a house and they feel it. They know. Yeah. And I can you know, sometimes they're quiet and they're walking around and I'm thinking, Oh, this is the one. And and so they instinctively get a feeling inside a house, this is my home. I love this home. And then as long as we go through due diligence, okay, we're gonna have it inspected, I'm gonna tell you if I think there's any resale things. You know, they don't always buy yeah. the home that I recommend either, right? Yeah. But when that other person comes in and tries to start taking it away and you still feel that's your home, then that's your home. Speak up.
0: How do you get gain confidence? Uh, And let's take mom and dad and all the other decision makers that want to have their say out of it. How do you think anyone who's looking to buy a new home right now should gain their confidence? What's the due diligence and work you'd like to see them do before uh, maybe even contacting you? Or is that the first thing? Contact you and let you share what you think they, they need.
1: I believe the first thing to do is to contact an agent. Contact a professional agent with good references, a long track record, experience in the local market. That's your first step. Sometimes buyers come to me or oftentimes they come to me and they've been surfing online, you know, which I understand. Some people do it for a hobby. There's a lot of knowledge
0: (laughs) online now, right? There's a
1: lot of knowledge online, but there's also there's a lot of data and you don't know how to interpret it. a different buyer recently. They came to me with a list of uh, a number of houses in a lower price range. Well, I'm just picking them off one by one saying, we're not going to look here. We're not going to look here. We're not going to look, you know, this is... And they didn't really have the knowledge that this isn't a good resale neighborhood. This is not a good place to purchase. But I gave them that. So they can save themselves some time if they phone me first. And I will ask them umpteen questions. You know, where are we looking? What are we looking for? What's our lifestyle feel? What's our, of course, price range location, that sort of thing. And then I will start to narrow it. I like to set the, you kind of set the the table for where we start, depending on what they tell me. Of course, sometimes they'll, well, we saw this one. We want to see this one. I'll I'll put those on the list. That's fine. But I think your first step, other than perhaps, you know, doing a little online looking is phone an agent.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and that's where you're going to build the trust. Yes. Uh, and, and just calling and interviewing an agent doesn't cost anything. You're not tied in. You just follow your gut all the way through the process. Right. And, yeah. And hopefully you're joining someone with the experience uh, such as uh, you've proven over the years. And I'm almost out of time here. I know that uh, uh, the other thing too is be prepared. Know financially where you stand before you go in, right?
1: Yeah. That would be your other number one thing to do is get pre-approved and talk to an agent. And, and there's a lot of steps involved to purchasing a house. You know, a first-time home buyer, they'll often say, well, I've never done this before, of course, and, and I understand that. So I am going to walk you through it step by step by step because it's complicated. There's there's, um, They don't understand conditional sales and why we're putting yeah. in a bid like this, how long it has to be open, what we do once we get it accepted, where's our deposit going. Like, there's a lot of steps. So I'm going to walk you through it all.
0: Sounds And like if it. mom
1: and dad want to come, that's fine, too. Yeah,
0: and that's <laughs> the point, right? We're not trying to take mom or dad no. out of the equation. It's good to have, uh, you know, that that backing. But uh, let's all work together. Hey, Lori, thank you so much for your time again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. Looking to buy or sell? Interview Lori, as we said, 306-591-5192. And visit the website, loricells.ca. I'm Greg Morgan.